Hey class, Prof. JC here, and I want to tell you this, that we are in the home stretch. I was putting together some of our work today and realized that the due date for all of the work that you'll do this week is now in August. And so we're in our final, we're getting into the home stretch. We've spent um, several weeks together and uh, our time together is coming, is wrapping up quickly, is coming to a close. And uh, it's just been wonderful to be with you again. I wish that we could be in person because I got a feeling with some of the answers that I saw and some of the responses I saw that there would be a lot of really great responses and we would have a lot of great you know, conversation. But it has just been great to be with you. Let's let's hang on uh, strong. Uh, let's keep at it. You know, I know that this isn't, um, you know, graduate work is never easy. <laughs> and I know that for a fact because I've been doing this trying to finish up all my education too for about the last 17 years so this is it's not fun it's not easy but just imagine when you uh check this off your list and you walk across the stage you get that diploma now you've got a master's degree and all the free time you're going to get back for the life that you want to live okay uh so, so let's just stay at it hey so so what we want to talk about today is this idea of serving the work this has been a game changer for me serving the work we've talking about uh, this is a course on service how do we give how do we give back to the world how do we serve the world tim keller who just passed away sadly he was an incredible pastor in new york city and uh, in a world where evangelical Christianity uh, tries to be as hip as possible to try to bring as many people into the church doors, and I'm not saying it's bad or good, it just is what it is, Tim Keller went to Manhattan and New York City, one of the most secular areas of, of our country, maybe if not the world, and he built a church of 5,000 people, and uh, he did it because he knows how to explain to highly educated highly professional, highly successful people. He's able to explain the Bible that makes sense to them. Okay. And so this book is very much a very religious book. And so we're not going to get all, all of that today, but there's, there's a, a point in this book that really deeply impacted my own life. Okay. And so here's what he's talking about in this chapter. Uh, he talks about how, especially with young people, here are some of the highlighted points I have before I get to what we're going to read today. Um, he says it means that lots of young people, lots of young adults are choosing work that doesn't fit them or fields that are too highly competitive for most people to do well in. And this sets many people up for a sense of dissatisfaction or meaningless, meaninglessness in their work. He goes down and he says, perhaps it is it is related to the mobility of our urban culture and the resulting disruption of community. But in New York City, many people see the process of career selection more as the choice of an identity marker than a consideration of gifting and passions to contribute to the world. So, again, younger people, and you've probably seen this, I've seen this, uh, make decisions uh, based on this job I'm going to take. Who will I become through this job versus how do I, uh, how can I take this job and contribute to the world and use my passions, use my gifting uh, to make the world a better place? Okay. And he goes on to say right here today, young people are seeking to define themselves by the status of their work. Okay. Now, so he says all of this and he's talking about that this is kind of a problem for most people. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 
And uh, so then he goes on down here on page one, 104 in the book, and he talks about this idea of serving the work. Here's what he has to say. Um, in Genesis 1, so again, this is a very uh, this is a very Christian book, very evangelical book, so he's going to make a lot of references to God here. In Genesis 1 and 2, we saw that God not only cultivated his creation, but he created more cultivators. Likewise, our goal should not simply be to do the work, but to increase the human race's capacity to cultivate the created world. It is a worthy goal to want to make a contribution to your discipline, if possible, to show a better, deeper, fairer, more skillful, more ennobling way of doing what you do. Dorothy Sayers explores this point in her famous work, Why Work, her famous essay, excuse me, Why Work. She acknowledged, she acknowledges that we should work for the common good and for others, uh, but she doesn't want us to stop there. She says the work must, the work must serve the work. Okay, the work that you do must, quote unquote, serve the work. And here's what she has to say. The popular catchphrase of today is that it is everybody's duty to serve the community. But there is, in fact, a paradox about what working to serve the community, a paradox about working to serve the community, and it is this, that the aim directly at serving the community is to falsify the work. There are very good reasons for this. She goes on. The moment you only think of serving other people, you begin to have a notion that other people owe you something for your pains. You begin to think that you have a claim on the community. You will begin to bargain for reward, to angle for applause, and to harbor a grievance if you are not appreciated. But if your mind is set upon serving the work, so whatever that work it is that you do, it means serving that work, then you know you have nothing to look for. The only reward the work can give you is the satisfaction of beholding its perfection. The work takes all and gives nothing but itself, and to serve the work is a labor of pure love. The only true way of serving the community is to be truly in sympathy with the community, to be oneself part of the community, and then to serve the work. It is the work that serves the community, and the business of the worker is to serve the work. Tim Keller goes on and he says this, Sayer's point is well taken and not often made or understood. It is possible to imagine that you are serving the community because what you do is popular, at least for a time. However, you may no longer be serving the community. You may be using it for the way its approval makes you feel. But if you do your work well so that by God's grace it helps other people who can never thank you or it helps those who come after you to do it better, then you know you are serving the work and that truly is loving your neighbor. And I actually wrote a note here. Um, Kathy Limbo. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, I, I serve on a, the board of directors for a company called um, or for an organization called South Bay Community Services here in San Diego. And their CEO, that this is who she is. She doesn't need anyone's applause. She doesn't need, she just doesn't care what anyone thinks. She is all about serving the work. She serves the community, uh, but she also serves the work. So what this means is simply this. That 
like Dorothy Sayers is saying, it's it's going deeper than just saying, hey, I'm going to find a job. I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a job that lets me serve the community. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. That's, I'll just use myself as an example. If I get into the business of teaching and I say, I'm going to do this because I'm going to serve the community and I want to help students reach their full and highest potential, which is true. That's a very true statement that I would make about my own life and my own decision in the work that I do. But if I'm not careful, then what I'm going to want and what's going to drive my work is going to be what students say about me. What, what's going to drive my work is going to be uh, teaching evals, right? Are people saying that I'm doing a good job? Are other professors noticing the work that I'm doing? Uh, did the president, you know, did he get a chance to see the work I'm doing? And is he, is he impressed with me? Is, uh, you know, is the provost impressed with me or other, right? So it becomes about, yes, serving the work, but, uh, you know, hey, do my students go off and become CEOs and major leaders and invite me to come speak at their, you know, at their place? Do they, do they applaud me? And, and when they become CEO and say, it's because of Prop JC that I'm in this, right, right, right. So the work, it starts off being great because you're saying I I want to use my gift, which is teaching, to help empower other people. But then if I'm not careful, it becomes about JC. And I do these things and then I'm looking for that reward. What what he is saying here. And and it's the same thing for you. If you're not careful, you will do the same thing. You will find a job because you you've got mother issues you've got father issues and so you'll find the employer and you'll want them to give you applause for the work that you do you will need them to tell you how great you are you will need them to tell you how good your work is you, you will work for that and in your mind you're saying hey I've, I've got a good job and I'm serving the people around me I'm serving the community you know in this work whatever it is whether it's for profit nonprofit but really what it is is you're trying to serve yourself. And you're saying, I need people to recognize the work I do. What Dorothy Sayers is saying is, in, in what we're talking about here is going a step deeper and saying it's not about serving, um, it's it's not about it's 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 not about working for any applause. It goes to their the, there's this great song out there. And I, I remember I think he's the songwriter who was reading it was, he's a Christian songwriter, and I was listening to him talk about He's been around like 60 something years and he he used the lyric from one of his songs and it says, if you would give yourself away, expecting nothing in return. And then he uses the Bible verse, then you, and he's talking about Peter upon this rock, right? Then you was, then you are where my kingdom will begin. And the point that he's trying to make is if you want to do great things in the world, it starts with the mindset that says, I'm going to do this without expecting anything in return. Now the paycheck's important, okay? <laughs> I will say that. It's important you get the paycheck. But imagine if you could go to work every single day and you could take the paycheck cuz that's important like the organization you've done work for them, they've got to give, but you don't need your boss's approval anymore. You don't need your coworkers approval anymore. You don't need your parents to tell you that that you're proud of that they're proud of you. You don't need your spouse, your partner, your whoever it is. You're now going in and it's just you showing up to work every single day because not only are you serving the community, but you're serving the work. And you know full well the work is not going to give anything back to you except for the work. And so the, the fulfillment comes in doing the work itself. 
in 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 doing the hard shoveling, whatever it is, right? The shovel, you know, that's what I think of when I think of hard workers. They shovel, dig, shovel, dig, shovel, dig, right? And that's going to look different for different people in different fields. For me, it's sitting here all day long and and writing out curriculums and figuring out what the podcast will be about and and you know you know I I'm building a new, a new class for next semester and so building that class out and spending lots of time on that but but understanding that that's the reward itself is doing that and it's not what's going to come back after it and yes of course in all of our work that we do we want to see people whose lives are changed fulfilled empowered because the the work you do and the fact that you exist but so much deeper than that is saying i'm going to do this because of the work itself that's the reward for me this is this is again and i say this over and this has been a theme that keeps coming up in my other leadership classes this is the job of leadership is understanding it's never about you that's the biggest thing if you take away work as service right leadership as service it's I show up into the world every single day, and it's not about, I'll tell you the times I've gotten myself in the most trouble in the workplace is because I'm thinking about JC, and I'm thinking about my needs above everyone else's, and the times that I've looked back on my career and I say, man, JC, you did a great job there. It's every single one of those times. It wasn't about JC. It was about the work itself. It was about just showing up and doing the work, and if the praise came, great. Awesome. We all want that. I'm not saying don't, you know, we're all human, human nature. We want that, right? We want people to say, hey, hey, good job. But if we're not careful, oftentimes what we're seeking is, you know, things we didn't get from our dad, things we didn't get from our mom. There was a place I worked at one time, if I can be transparent with you, and there was a boss I had and very tough boss. He didn't need any kind of praise from other people. So he didn't give any kind of praise. And I would I mean, I, it was so frustrating for me, but then I was working with a coach, counselor, and we started realizing that my issue wasn't with him. My issue was with my own lack of approval that I, I didn't get from my own father. And so I was putting this boss in the place of a father, and that's not what he, that's not his job. His job was to be my boss. His job was to run the organization. My job was to serve him, was to serve the work. Now, luckily, I got all that turned around because we had a really tough relationship, and I probably was on the verge of getting fired from that job. But I did the work I needed to. Nothing changed about him. He still didn't give out any praise. He didn't give any applause. But I started showing up to work and realized that that's not my father right there. I'm being transparent with you right now. Okay. I showed up and I said, that's not my father right there. I don't need, his job is not to affirm me. His job is to pay my bills. That's all. As long as his checks don't bounce, then we got no problem. Okay. That's what his job is to do. My job is to show up every single day and serve my boss. And if I don't like him, he's a micromanager or whatever it is, then I got to find a new job. But if I'm not willing to find, if I'm not going to be courageous enough to find a new job, I got to show up every day and serve my boss and serve the work. And, and let me tell you what, when I changed my mindset around that and started showing up to that job with the boss that gave no praise, no feedback, nothing, and I began to serve him and serve the work, serve the organization, and expect nothing in return. Can I tell you that my success began to just fly off the fly off the charts? Everything I touched at that organization turned to gold because it was no longer about JC. It was now saying, "Hey, I'll, I'll get my needs met somewhere else." Okay, somebody 
along the way will come and tell me good job. And and I was lucky enough that people did. And I had a job that was pretty public. And so people would, hey, hey, good job. But I never got it from the boss or very rarely did I get from the boss. But I realized it, it was no longer about that. It was about serving the work. And so I didn't need it anymore. Right. So I was able to come and go and just do good work and everything begin to take off. So some of you out there on the call, you might be saying, man, why am I not breaking through? It could be this reason right here. You're not serving the work. Right. Maybe you got a job where you tell yourself, I'm serving the I'm serving the organization, I'm serving the community, whatever it is, but you really aren't. It's still all about you. And if nothing you take away from this class, it's never about you. That's the price of leadership. And every leader that gets themselves into trouble, and I've been there before, I understand it, I get it. Every leader who gets themselves into trouble is in those moments, they make it all about themselves. And it's not about the community. It's not about the work. It's not about the, the organization. It's about them. Serve the work. So here's what I want you to do right now. Okay. So here's the, so we've talked about serving the work. Okay. When Dorothy Sayers talks about this, what does she mean by serve the work? Now, don't, don't, don't give me some, some crap answer. Okay. You got to base it on what we just talked about here in the podcast. If you have the book, this is a great book, Tim Keller, Every Good Endeavor. Okay. Phenomenal book. You can read that and figure it out. But what does Dorothy Sayers mean when she says serve the work? And then I want to know from you, how does this resonate with you? And what is one area in serving the work that you can work to become better at? I just shared with you my own journey in this. Okay. And it was not hard. And I still have to remind myself of, you know, about this, you know, and realize it's not about getting the attaboys. It's not about someone telling me good job. It's not about any of that. It's just about showing up and doing the work and serving the work. Okay. That's all I got for you today. Hey, I'll see you next week for our next episode. We've got some really cool podcasts coming up. Uh, I've got a couple special guests that are going to be with us for our two final ones. And so we're wrapping up this month together. I'm very excited for what we're going to be doing here in these next few weeks. Thanks so much for your hard work. Let's keep it up. Uh, don't back down now. Okay. You want to end strong. All right, everybody. I'll see you on the next video podcast. Have a great week. Take care. <laughs>